Uh, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you. We're going to be talking about the holidays and the celebration and the stress and, and sur- dealing with all of it. Well, and surviving it and not just surviving it, but thriving in it. Mm-hmm. You know, helping your kids and yourself to get over this frantic stress and move toward enjoying it and glorifying God in it and just making it something that is a joy to go through and not a trial. Well, it is, isn't it? Isn't it sadly ironic how stressed out we can get over something, which is the most wonderful time of the year that song tells us, right? Well, it really is. And, you know, I love the holidays. Well, sure we do. But the holidays are super busy for us. You know, this is one of the busiest times of the year for our business because mm-hmm. a lot of people buy Christmas presents at our site, and we love that, and it We're blesses very thankful our ministry. For that, yes. But, but it means it's very frantically busy. That means it's, yeah, there's... There's, the holiday for us comes after the holiday for everybody else in some in some respects, but you know how do you how do you maintain the the celebratory spirit? How do you keep that holiday spirit and and keep all of those balls you're juggling in motion during the time when you are the most distracted and the most you know stressed and worried and all the rest of that? Well, I think part of it is sitting down and figuring out what your goals are for the season straight up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I have a number of weeks here. These are the holiday weeks. Mm-hmm. What do I really need to accomplish? What am I trying to accomplish here? What's our goal? Mm-hmm. Because I think we feel torn. We feel torn between, you know, the family expectations and sometimes pulling us the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. All the There's community choir rehearsals and, and yeah, you know, church play, activities, play and, rehearsals, all right. that—that's been cut down the past year or two thanks to COVID. Mm-hmm. Buying gifts and preparing for the holidays, and somehow we feel guilty too if we don't get enough school done. Mm-hmm. And it, I just think we feel torn. We don't feel like we're really doing justice for, to anything. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I, I think you know. It's good to consider why are we celebrating a holiday anyway, you know, and okay, we've all heard the slogan and probably gotten a little tired of hearing Jesus is the reason for the season, but that's very true. I mean, it is a season where we need to take a special concern to think about Christ, to think about what it means when he came to earth in in human form and all that that entailed, the incredible mystery of it. And, you know, you see holidays in the scripture that it, it very clearly points out, like in the institution of Passover, in Exodus chapter 12, when the Passover celebration is laid out for Moses and the Israelites, you know, God said, this is a memorial. This is a time to remember, a time to stir up your memory. And when your children ask you, you know, why are we doing this? Then you tell them, this is because we remember when God passed over the houses of the Israelites and led us out of the land of Egypt and the bondage there. And so, You know, this is a time when we need to be sure that whatever else we do, that we're talking about the reason. Well, you know, that reminds me, do you, I don't don't know if you remember this, many years ago, Mm -hmm. it was one of the very earliest homeschool conferences we ever went to. So this was like almost 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Our oldest was still Mm -hmm. little. Right. And a man spoke, I don't even remember, it's not important Mm -hmm. who he was or. Right. But he said, he was talking about putting 
filling up a jar of rocks. Mm -hmm. And he had a bunch of rocks out on the table, and he challenged people to come up and try to fill up, put all the rocks in the jar. Nobody could. Right. And then he put the big rocks in first. Uh Uh-huh. And then put the medium-sized rocks in, and then the little ones, and they all filled in around it. And then fill up the rest with sand. Yeah, and it fit perfectly. Right. And I think that's what we need to do with the season. Mm -hmm. We need to say, okay, what are my big rocks here? What is it? What is it most important to me that it happens? Mm-hmm. Now, some big rocks we need to leave out. Sometimes we may have done something in the past, participate in a community event or something, and we realize, you know what? This brought more stress than glory and joy to our family. Or maybe something that you could manage when you had one child that could still be carried around in the arms becomes very difficult when you've got three children and only two parents with hands to, to keep track of them. Or all different ages. Now everybody's doing something different. And, right. And right. so I, I think first we look in what, what are our big rocks? Well, for a lot of us, school is a big rock. Okay. You know, we, we don't want to get too far behind. We don't want our kids to get out of the... I always worry where they forget things, where they get out of the habit. Listen, they're not going to. Right. You know, if they forget something, then you spend a few minutes reviewing it. Don't panic about that, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to. It's all right for them to take a month off, six weeks off. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But you may not want to. You may not feel like you can. How do you get school done during this time? I think what you need to do is pare it down. So, so stay on the things which are most central and critical, but maybe maybe cut back a little bit on the regular extracurriculars because you have a mm-hmm. lot of extra activities coming in this season. Right. And so, you know, math is something that it's hard to catch up on if you fall, in, fall too far behind. Mm-hmm. And so you might do math. You might right. do math and an English lesson or something. You know, whatever it is that, that you feel like, oh, I just really can't handle getting behind in this. Because let's face it, if they get pun in science, then you sit down and you do two science lessons in one right. day. It's not that hard. It's harder when they do math. Now, it's not as hard as you think, because when mm-hmm. I was a young homeschooler, I thought, oh, but you've got to do every single problem in every single lesson. You know, you don't. Right. If they understand, if you did every other problem and they understood it perfectly well, mm-hmm. you're fine. And when you're not trying to do every problem of every lesson, it's a whole lot easier to catch up. Yeah, and, and in other subjects, it's easy to it's easy to bring things from the holiday into the lesson. You know, for yeah. the writing, for the reading assignments, for, for music, for art. You know, you know, all of those things. Those are you know, math is probably the hardest thing <laughs> to bring in to Although, a holiday. Hey, when you're cooking, you know, you're multiplying That's, fractions and we're things. Gonna do, we're going to do a lot of fractional math this yeah, month, kids. But yeah. so. Figure out what your big rocks are in in yes. in school, mm-hmm. and decide this is how much we're going to get done each day, mm-hmm. and this is when we're going to stop. And mom, stop. Pick mm-hmm. a time and stop. Do you mean like a time every day, or like a time to say December fifteenth, or December tenth, or maybe November twentieth, whatever it is, to say school is let out for the holiday yes okay in, <laughs> any and all of the above yes yes both you know i put a poll up how you know when do you stop for the holidays but yes you need to pick a time each day to stop you need to pick a time in the holiday season to stop mm-hmm. because you know what we can be the we homeschool moms tend to be type a personalities 
do not destroy mm-hmm. your children's love of homeschooling and learning or the holidays by being too driven by numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, this many lessons, this many days, you know, it's just not, it's not that important because if they have the love of learning, they're going to do a lot better in the school that you do and they're going to remember it a lot better. So right. figure out what, what you absolutely have to get done and then incorporate the holidays into the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Study some history when you're looking at Thanksgiving. So much good history there. Mm-hmm. Look at, you're doing music, you're doing hands-on arts and crafts as you're decorating. Mm-hmm. Pull all that stuff in, okay? Mm-hmm. Make your writing assignments holiday-related. Let them write letters to the family they're not going to see. Mm-hmm. So, school, okay? Mm-hmm. Probably, what do you think the next most stressful, the next well, big related, rock we have to get in is? Well, related to the related to the homeschooling activity is the homeschooling public relations part. Because you've got, this is where your, your great aunt that you see twice a year will sit down and, and give you the beady eyes and say, aren't you ever going to let that child go to school? I know. I had a relative that from the time she heard that we were going to homeschool till she went to be with Jesus, mm-hmm. asked me every single time mm-hmm. I saw her it, when I was going to let our kids go to go to school. Just like yeah. they wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Just like they'd been and I'd taken them out, which they haven't. None of our kids had ever, had ever right. gone to school. Right. We've graduated six. We've got two more. None of them have ever been to a public school or a private school. Right, right. But... Family and family expectations and family relations. Let me give you a little hint here. Mm-hmm. It will work much better dealing with your family over the holidays if you're the host. Oh, yeah. Because the yeah. host makes the decisions. Right. And it's a lot easier to keep your holidays Christ-centered if you're the one making the decisions, mm-hmm. if you're deciding what happens when. Now, that sounds stressful because you got a clean house and that stresses me out. I'm not a great housekeeper. Okay. You got but. a clean house. You end up doing more of the work and more of the cooking, but it's so worth it because when you're at somebody else's house and you're a guest, it's hard to say, "Hey, could um, could we talk about Jesus here? Could we sing some carols? Could we t- read the Christmas, yeah. the Thanksgiving story?" Yeah. Whereas if you are the one who is the host, you do control the agenda, and and you can do that, and people are more likely to follow along. And you know, one of the things that we have found truly. When we've had family that was not quite as um, devout as, as we try to be in our family, you know, that they, they really seem to enjoy the spiritual side of our family celebration because I think there's a hunger in, in all of us. I think there's the God-shaped void that, that the philosophers talk about. And when people who are not active in the church, are not active in the faith, are not quite sure what they believe, when they are brought into a close and a joyful assembly of believers who are actively worshiping together and thinking about spiritual matters, they find that very attractive. They really do. I remember feeling very awkward around family that, you know, that know the Lord when mm-hmm. we would have our Thanksgiving celebration because we decided we wanted Thanksgiving to really be about thanking God. Yes. And so we have some traditions and we talk mm-hmm. about that in our book, Christ Center Thanksgiving, you mm-hmm. know, about the, the kernels of corn and reading this this old poem which showed mm-hmm. that the pilgrims were trusting God through to the mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. we encourage people to share things they're thankful for and I felt really awkward about it at first but we just pressed on mm-hmm. and do you remember that Thanksgiving that mm-hmm. one of our family members who doesn't know the Lord mm-hmm. 
um, was standing there and said, wait a minute, let me get my camera. I want to film this. I want to show my friends back home. Yeah, it really made an impression. And it was a very positive impression. It really, it really, it was amazing. And so, be the host. (laughs) Yes. Happy birthday, Ultimate Podcast Network family. Celebrating eight years in 2021 are bringing you the listener free broadcasts on topics that are family friendly. There are podcasts on homeschooling, kids, family life, and success over struggles. There are podcasts on rekindling your romance, household management, organization, health issues, techie skills, and podcasts on every academic subject that will help you in your journey. And thank you, our listeners. You've kept us on the air for many years and millions of downloads. Also, I invite you to sign up for our easing that comes out weekly with freebies each month for subscribers only, as well as a list of all the podcasts you won't want to miss. You can find this podcast as well as others on the ultimate homeschool podcast network.com. Happy birthday and God bless. Now, okay, now we need to talk about when, when people get pinned down. And there's always the person who wants to quiz your kids mm-hmm. about um, about what they what they know or don't know about school or how they're doing, and or want to pin you down about your home. Your and, and, and you know, you know who they are. They've done it before, right? I mean, you know. Okay, we're going to be seeing Uncle Robert this weekend. We don't have an Uncle Robert, so I'll just pick a name. But you know that you you know you can you can coach your kids a little bit. Say, now, what are you going to do when Uncle Bob? wants to ask you about what you're learning in school what what are you going to tell him like think about one good thing you can tell him well i'll tell you one answer Mm -hmm. is they can say but sir it's a holiday do i have to do school today (laughs) (laughs) they probably would appreciate that yeah but if just yeah i mean if you just kind of coach the kids to think now you know who are we going to be seeing what kind of conversations are we going to have that's just good socialization right right to say we want you to be comfortable. We want them to be comfortable. We don't want any unpleasant surprises on either side, right? And so... Another thing you can do is prep them to share something that they loved about school this year. They can yes. say, when they say, well, what are you doing in school? You can, they can say, oh, let me tell you, we did the most amazing Roman feast this year after we've been studying ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. Pick something they love that they can talk forever yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can do that, too. Uh-huh. What do you do though? How when they sit, when they start when they want to argue with you, they want to talk about. They want to argue with mom and dad. Yeah, when they want to talk about mom, mom and dad, why are you still homeschooling? You know, aren't you afraid of this? Aren't why are you going to let them go to school? You know, I think I think you kind of have to go into these situations to say we are only going to see these people for a few hours in the next six months, and they're not going to change our decision to homeschool, and we're not probably not going to change their mind about homeschooling. Either one. When when we were younger homeschoolers, I felt like I had to defend our decision. Right. And that really didn't work because when I would share mm-hmm. all these reasons I, we were homeschooling, they thought I was open to arguing with them. 
and it just became a debate about homeschooling, which is not what you want on the holidays. Mm -mm, no. So we discovered something that works way, way better. Could you pass the bean dip? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, really. just ignore it if you can. Can you put, could you pass the bean dip? Yeah. Works really well. Right. Another thing, if they're persistent, and this is mm -hmm. my favorite, is thank you all. Consider that with a smile. Mm -hmm. And what that says is I heard you and I'm taking you seriously. Right. And I'm thinking about it, but it's my decision. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and repeat as necessary. Because if you say it often enough, it's no fun to fight with someone who won't fight back. <laughs> and right. and really, guys, listen to me. Hmm? You don't have to convince them. The proof is in the pudding. We faced a lot of this till our oldest got to be maybe about 12, well, 12 or because, 13. Because we have a number of educators on both sides of our family mm -hmm. and so they kind of felt like they were expert in that field and who are you to be doing this with your kids and then after a while they start to say you know what these kids seem to be better socialized and better behaved and more confident than the ones i'm dealing with in my classroom year after year yeah maybe and, it is working and so they see it working yeah. and yeah once you get one graduate you go to college everybody shuts up but but really the proof is in the pudding you are mm -hmm. going to prove to them that this works and so just step back just don't smile. argue let be, it go be confident you, you don't have to you, you don't have to defend the, the the whole movement against you know the individual attacks you just smile and you've made your decision and you're good with it and it's also good for dad to kind of to kind of step in sometimes and say you know my my wife is doing this because we made this decision and I really appreciate her doing it because I've you know, I've got to work to earn the money. And so, you know, her doing this at home frees me up to do this other thing and it's so critically important. I'm very, very thankful now, for Now let me say this. Yeah. You know it and I know it. Mm -hmm. If they have a problem with something that's going on in your family, are they gonna talk to him? No. Mm -hmm. They're coming to me. And so it's really helpful if dad steps up and says, Yeah, I love that we're homeschooling. Because when they see that if they argue with me, they're going to have to argue with him, they don't argue anymore. So, <laughs> so there's a good good hint for Dad to do a little bit of preparation, too, to say, you know what, I know your wife is brilliant, and she's doing everything great, and you don't have to worry about it, but you need to worry about it a little bit, and, and so you've got a story to tell, too. You know? And, you know, and say, more, Oh, you will not believe what the kids have done this year. It's been fantastic. And so, more and more, you uh -huh. know, dads are homeschooling, moms are working from home. We all need to be prepared to deal with these questions. Yeah. And everybody needs to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. You know, present a united front to the family. You know, to be fair, it's grown so much and so many people kinda had an eye opening experience watching the Zoom classes over the kids' shoulders. Oh yeah. I think the conversations may be a little different at Thanksgiving this well, year. Well, you know, homeschooling has so exploded mm -hmm. in some states a quarter of all children, school aged children are now homeschooled. Yeah, Nationally, it's, yeah. it's over 11%. And so you may mm -hmm. find that this year, instead of being the attacked minority, you may be the guru. <laughs> yeah. There may be some people that are looking for advice. So now let's talk about another big rock is yes. all the celebratory stuff and mm. buying gifts and the activities and going here to do that and there to do this. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you get through that stress? I think the biggest thing is to, is to look at all you have planned and figure out which of these things that are on our list of possibilities mm -hmm. will 
build memories with my children that will draw their hearts to Jesus. Mm-hmm. What are the things that are critically important for making this holy days, mm-hmm. making them days that glorify God and put Jesus at the center mm-hmm. versus just a, a wild whirlwind? You know, mm-hmm. when I look at things in our celebration, mm-hmm. and we talk about our Christmas celebrations in our book, Christ Under Christmas, um, the things that that can't go anywhere, that mm-hmm. have to be there, mm-hmm. our caroling party. We have a caroling mm-hmm. party every year, and we go and sing the traditional Christmas carols, the one that talk about the ones that talk about the gospel mm-hmm. to our neighbors, and all our friends come and do it with us and. Mm-hmm. It's a time of fellowship and a time of bringing the gospel to our community. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas Eve, yeah, our Christmas Eve celebration mm-hmm. where we read, we talk about the Christmas story, mm-hmm. we read the Christmas story, we sing carols, mm-hmm. um, we have hors d'oeuvres and fancy foods. Yeah, and we basically stuff. have finger food for supper. It's on a Christmas blast. Eve. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's like a reception for your family alone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think about those things that are really big. Going to going to the Sing Along Messiah. Yeah, that has been a that has been a thing, and that's earlier in the season around here. You know, it's usually it's early in December rather than close to the holiday itself. But yeah, th- those kind of things that become a tradition in your family, and and it's funny, the things that will become a tradition in your kids' minds. You know, it may not yes. be anything that you've even intentionally done. You know, one of the things our kids have talked about was for the longest time. I fixed breakfast on Sunday morning, and the kids would come down, and I'm listening to public radio. They had a they had a, a um, great sacred music program on Sunday mornings, and so they come down, and I'm, I'm listening to like Episcopal choirs doing plain song, and they said that to them just sounds like Sunday. That that's in their minds, and so things that you do around the house, the particular cookies that you make every year, or the the particular smell that you're putting your diffuser, or the the or whatever that you know. Whatever thing environmental forms little pathways in their minds, and you may be surprised. Talk with your kids. Ask your kids, hey, what's most important to you about this thing? What just makes you feel like Thanksgiving's here, like it's the Christmas season at last? And, and it may be things you don't expect at all. Mm-hmm. Like, we went to the state fair Monday, and our kids said, well, we have to get funnel cake. And I'm like, why? <laughs> but, you know, to them, that was a tradition. Yeah. Got to get funnel cake. Right. And so you may be surprised at what is important to each child mm-hmm. about the holidays. Something that has been important to me and our kids is to, when we cook, we cook a lot during the holidays and we bake a lot of traditional mm-hmm. family recipes from both sides, mm-hmm. is I try to talk to our kids about the person that we got that recipe from mm-hmm. when we... Um, when we're baking it. And so when we make granny's mm-hmm. fruitcake, your, your granny's fruitcake, mm-hmm. I, that re- reminds me every year to tell them something about their granny, about their great granny. Yeah. And I may not mention her the rest of the year. Right. And so that's been a, a fun tradition for our family. Mm-hmm. But I think when we cut out the things that are not as critical, when we, plan better so that instead of rushing around at the last minute trying to buy gifts you know let's but let's start buying gifts soon let's well especially this year with the supply chain issues that people are worried about but you know one of the things that you did for many years when we had all of the kids at home 
was you were you were shopping literally all year you'd pick up a book here you'd pick up a a toy there and we just had a cache of these things uh, you know under our bed or in the bottom of our closet or something that that was you know you had done the majority of the of the shopping during the course of the year when you caught things on sale when you found them on on discount or clearance or whatever and so it really spread out the stress and the expense rather rather than saying "Uh uh-oh next week we've got to open packages and i guess i gotta go buy something to wrap go presents for 26 people (laughs) right i'll tell you something else that reduced stress for me is getting the kids wrapping presents for each other and they love that they love being in on the secret even the teenagers love being in on the secret Mm-hmm. And uh, so each child would, I'd say, could you help me wrap presents? Here's presents for such and such. Could you wrap those? Mm-hmm. And were they wrapped as well as I could do it? Actually, um, now that our daughter has presents, better than I can do it. <laughs> One yeah. of our girls is a real artist. <laughs> it's right, amazing. Right, right. But back when we started, they weren't wrapped as well. But nobody cares. You yeah. know, they, they rip the wrapping off. Right. But getting taking some of those things which causes stress and turning it into let's make memories out of it let's relax let's have more fun with it you know i remember some friends of ours now he's a doctor and they have the money to do whatever they want to hire somebody right to to do gifts but they have a lot of children and one year they were particularly stressed and they had a couple of crises leading up to christmas and they Mm -hmm. got close to christmas and there was no time to wrap presents and so they got white trash bags mm-hmm. and they loaded each child's presents in a white trash bag and put a giant bow in it. Don't recommend. But it became a family tradition. And each child reaches in their bag and pulls out one thing when it's their turn. To put a present. It's kind of like Santa Claus's sack, I guess. <laughs> but, but it reduced stress for them tremendously. Well, and if you've got a large family and you've got several small presents for each child, you suddenly you're looking at... I got to wrap sixty-five packages between <laughs> dinner on Christmas Eve and the time that we've stayed up all night a time or two. We have done that, mm-hmm. but uh, you know what? What really helped? Something we did a few years ago, and it's just become part of our family economy now. Several years ago, we opened up a a Google document, just a Google word processing document for the family gift list, and each person has a section in there and they just put on that list anything that they're thinking about and and rate that you know this is something that's less than five dollars this is something that's less than twenty dollars this is like dream presents and we just update around the year and if you buy something for that person you just erase you that just entry. erase it off the list and it's kind of like a gift registry and you know some people say oh well that's that's that, that's kind of tacky you would not believe how much stress it reduces. And everybody oh, yes. is so happy because they have something they really had their eye on and they get it. Yeah. You know? And, and so, because of the way that we do it, they don't know who, who who got it for them. Right, right. Until that time. And and we discourage looking back at your list later, you know. Yeah. But it has that has really helped a lot, especially as our kids have gotten older. Everybody's got devices. Yeah. Trying to keep track of everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's see. Is there anything, anything else that's really critical? You know, well, something that we've done, something else that we've done, and this you can start at any time, is uh, every year we look for an ornament that represents something about the year, some place that we traveled or some event that we all went to, 
And when we find it, we buy one one for the family, quote, us, and then one copy for each of the kids. Yeah, it's and the so ornament of the year. It, that's an ornament of the year. And so every year, as we're putting up the Christmas tree, we're saying, oh, do you remember when we went to Washington, D.C.? Or you remember when we went to the to Fort McHenry and saw the Star-Spangled Banner there? Or, oh, it brings or so many back, it's, so many it's great like, memories. It's, yeah, I mean, that is like a memory book in a box that you are putting out on the tree every year. Another thing we've done is um, each week during the holiday season, we have a, a hymn or carol of the week, and we learn one of the old carols, you know, mm-hmm. the Joy to the World and, and Hark the Herald Angels Sing, one of those that's just so full of rich theology and rich gospel. Mm-hmm. And we sing it all week, and then we have a devotion each day based on one of the... Um, one of the verses. One of the verses. Yeah. And we actually last year released a, a book mm-hmm. called Christ-Centered Advent that that provides those devotions for you so you don't mm-hmm. have to come up with them. Mm-hmm. I'll put some links down in the comments later so you can find mm-hmm. these resources. Right. And that has been great in mm-hmm. helping our kids to understand what they're singing mm-hmm. and to understand there's more about um, Christmas than than up mm-hmm. on the rooftop you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right. That there's a lot of richness there, a lot of beauty. And, and even a song like We Three Kings, mm-hmm. which I always thought of as a lightweight song. Yeah, it's a lightweight song. You sing the first verse. But if but you sing the other the verses, verses oh gosh, wow, yes. so much richness there. Mm-hmm. And you need to open those things for your kids and help them to, to take... The holiday season is really special because it's a time that we can use our hearing mm-hmm. and our sight and our smell and our taste and our touch and all our senses to build memories in our kids that will bring back the stories you told them about God and, and the 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 gospel message that you've given them the story of christmas and why christ came to be on earth because yes he was born as a baby but he didn't stay a baby jesus grew up to become the sacrifice for our sins you know and there's an awful lot that we do which is not you know it's not commanded in scripture we know that it's not like it's not like the celebration of the passover there's not anything in scripture that says it says, and on this week of the, of the certain month of December, you will do these certain things. The, the, those sort of things aren't prescribed in the scripture. But we freely and joyfully embrace this time to remember. And, it, you know, one of, the, one of the verses that I think about sometimes with, uh, with respect to celebrations of God's goodness is actually it's in, it's in Nehemiah, in Nehemiah chapter 8, when the whole congregation had been gathered together back there, returning to, to Jerusalem they're rebuilding the walls they're rebuilding the temple and they have this this period where they they all gather together for the hearing the reading of the of the law of God and at the end of it Nehemiah says to him go your way eat the fat drink the sweet and send portions to those who have nothing prepared for this day is holy to our Lord you know do not it, sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength I love that, that, you know, feasting is something that mm-hmm. is commanded and expected in mm-hmm. Scripture, that it's proper to celebrate with treats and delights and giving to others and generosity mm-hmm. and joy and hospitality. 
And so may your holiday season be marked by that, mm-hmm. by joy and happiness. Mm-hmm. And may everything you do point your kids to the ultimate truth that by grace you've been saved through faith and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not a result of works, lest any man should boast. You know, this the Christmas celebrates the beginning of that gift when Jesus sent the long-awaited Savior, mm-hmm. and it's appropriate to treat it with joy. When the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The angels said it when he, when he was born. Mm-hmm. You know, they said, fear not. And they pointed to the glory of God, mm-hmm. that God has peace be to men. Mm-hmm. And so we encourage you mm-hmm. to glorify God in your holiday season. All right, sure. folks. Okay, so we're going to look, look in the comments. We'll have some links to some uh, resources that you might find helpful for your family. For your and celebrations. In the meantime, go to RaisingRealMen.com mm-hmm. slash shop yep. and scroll down to Home and Holidays. All right. So thanks for joining us, and we do hope to hear from you soon. Okay, I'm Al. And I'm Melanie. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at HalandMelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D. M-E-L-A-N-I-E dot com or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Alan Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.